Charlotte Pointeau says that the menstrual cycle is a vital sign, just like your blood pressure, your pulse, and your breathing. And I'm going to ask her exactly what she means about that. And also, if you have a future menstruator in your household, Charlotte is going to share what we can do to make our menstruator's first bleeds a more open and welcoming experience. And also, if you're a person who's stuck in their head a lot, right, and overanalyzing things a lot, Charlotte is going to share what that actually means and what we can do about it. Wow, I cannot wait to talk to her. Here we go, Charlotte Pointeau. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD healing journey. And today I'm joined by Charlotte Pointeau. And let me tell you a little bit about Charlotte. She is an international award-winning certified cycle and feminine embodiment coach. She is host of the Wild Flow podcast and First Moon Circles founder. She guides cyclical beings to understand, honor, and live in flow with their menstrual cycle, the earth, and cosmic cycles so they can live, love, and lead in a way that honors and encourages cycle awareness, womb wisdom, and period positivity. The globally recognized First Moon Cycles program is a growing community of 60-plus educators weaving together science, the sacred, and sisterhood to holistically educate prepare and celebrate children so they can confidently begin their menstrual cycles. Oh, I wish we had you right yeah. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I'm glad you're here now. Hello, Charlotte. Welcome. Oh, hello, Charisma. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my eyes just started watering. I'm not crying, but <laughs> it's just, uh, just having a bit of a tickle in the moment. So thank you for the beautiful introduction. I'm glad you're here and I'm so, so glad for the work that you do. Um, this first moon circles, I think I'm going to ask a question about that a little later because that is something so important that we get started off on a, on a, on the right foot with our, right. With our menstruation, with our cycle, with our bleed. So could you just share a little bit just about your journey and why you're so passionate about the work that you do? Mm, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a, a person with a menstrual cycle. However, I guess in my life, I've not actually had that many menstrual cycles. Um, I began my bleed when I was about 11 or 12, I think just on the cusp of 12 and just always had painful, heavy periods that were just, I used to have sleep on towels um, and just missed days of school because of pain. Um, and that's just what my mum had done and she just automatically went and got me a towel to lie on at night and would help me manage that. Um, I had no awareness of a cycle though, no awareness of you know anything else other than just this bleed that was just awful and I hated it. Um, and so really when I got to 16, my mum took me to the doctors, to the GP, um, to ask about going onto the contraceptive pill because that's what she had done. She wanted me to have a bit of a reprieve from these mm. these bleeds, and that's just what you did. Yeah. So then, really, I didn't have a menstrual cycle for about twelve to fourteen years. Mm -hmm. I would say um, there was one interlude when I came off because I was backpacking, and I'd asked for a prescription for a whole year, and the GP said no. 
try something else instead and basically it just messed with everything um and that's the first time i really had this awareness of well, this might not actually be a good thing for me because i'd got so used to enjoying the luxury of switching off my cycle um is how it felt um the convenience of skipping a bleed altogether if i was doing something where it wasn't convenient to be bleeding um so this 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 time i really struggled my mental health suffered my skin was just i had acne just everywhere um i felt really depressed in myself and i thought i was just homesick because i was on the other side of the world so i got home a year later went straight back on the pill for a number of years but when i came off that for good was when i wanted to think about having children Mm, of course that's yeah. what you do you, you have yeah. to come off the pill and this was a roller coaster in itself i experienced all kinds of withdrawal symptoms from that synthetic hormone that i'd been taking is, is which that's what the pill is um i had no awareness that there was going to be any kind of withdrawal whatsoever so i had all these symptoms and i kept thinking am I pregnant already? Like I'm feeling nauseous. I have, I'm a bit dizzy. I'm feeling a bit, um, like my mood's changing. Like I could feel things in my breasts, in my womb space area, just so much, um, was going on. I kept thinking, what is this? Mm -hmm. And actually I realized after a good few months of not being pregnant that, um, you know, it's, there's that, as that slowed down, that that's what it had been for me. So yeah, just to briefly summarize, it yeah. was this journey of being completely out of any kind of relationship with my body, mm. complete, um, unawareness of there being even a menstrual cycle. And yeah. I just want to say, I have a degree in biology. <laughs> I learned about the hormonal rhythm of a menstrual cycle, its function being for reproduction. Mm -hmm. That was the gist of it on a, on a degree. Um, so even though I, I had studied biology for years, mm -hmm. I still had no appreciation. And it was only when I started to experience menstrual cycles um, and found myself kind of going like, oh, I feel a bit, what is this? Um, that I started to realize there was more to it. And it was this journey of fertility that, that really um, taught me about ovulation, taught me that there were different um, ways to experience a cycle as well. Um, and more recently, I've, I've now got three children and I've breastfed them all. Um, one of them won't let go still. Um, so my cycle has not been regular mm -hmm. ever actually so for me it's been a real journey of um there's more and more uh, i started to learn about menstrual cycle awareness for myself actually clients started bringing it to me as well and it started to become a conversation of um where are we in our cycle and how's this relating to what what's going on what you're yes. bringing to me and what we're working through um and 
that was really the rabbit hole that tipped me into this. Um, I thought, this is a real thing. This is actually important. This feels like the missing key. Mm. And so many people now who I work with say, you know, I've done mindset work, I've done other coaching, I've done other inner healing work, but actually understanding how my menstrual cycle changes, how that influences me and what the truth of my own unique cycle experience is. Yes. That's the missing link. So, um, mm. That brought me into this, but just to briefly explain as well, I did have um, I've, my backgrounds in education. I've worked with young people for a lot of years um, and have been doing circles and, and workshops and empowerment workshops with children. And really it was this moment of mm. these two passions colliding. Um, a local mother saying, would you do a period circle for my daughter yeah. um, and her friends? And I just went, this is my destiny. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And it's really just gone from there. It's gone from there. That's so, thank you for sharing your story. And I know so many of us, I'm sure out there can absolutely relate to your story. Also this, you know, not really knowing about our menstrual cycle, kind of knowing the, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of it, but not actually knowing this whole cyclical process that we're a part of. So let, let's just go right on that tangent since you just brought that up. So first moon circles, since you, you know, you, you've been working with kids and you, you know, you're doing period parties or something like that what would you advice would you give moms and aunties or any caretakers of someone who is about to menstruate or who started menstruating what can we do to send them off into this menstrual cycle affirming space mm, a beautiful question mm. gosh yeah so there's there's, a, there's quite a few things we can do actually i think I think a lot of people think, well, this is going to get covered at school. It's not really my job. Like, I don't mm. need to do it. I'm not sure what to say, how to deal with it. I feel a bit uncomfortable. Perhaps it wasn't role modeled to me how we do this. I'm just going to kind of maybe put a book over there and see, like, send them to school and see if they've got questions. Right. Yeah. Um, and no shame in that. That's on the whole. Like I say, we've not had it role modeled. You know, it's not very... Um, common to have you know much open talk about periods especially with children yeah. um so that's just how it's been but what we can do the first thing the very first thing is to learn about it for yourself learn about it for yourself understand oh. what the menstrual cycle is um and not just the period or not just the bit that you find the most difficult and that's the bit that gets your attention. Mm -hmm. There's a whole menstrual cycle there with four hormonal phases, which feel like four inner seasons and they have their own strengths and opportunities and potentially struggles as well. So we can learn how to support ourselves through this cycle and to honor this cycle as a whole. Um, and just having conversations and sharing what you know from that place of like embodied knowledge mm -hmm. um you know that's how we normalize if we're sort of referring to books all the time it's like oh well that's what the book says but um you know to really own it i think can be really powerful yeah so learning about it yourself i think the other thing is to explore how you experience your own first period mm. there's a lot of wounding that lives in this place um because our first bleed is called menarche or menarche as a rite of passage 
and we have these rites of passage which are birth menarche the bleed um, giving birth to children um, menopause and then ultimately our death so these physical rites of passage that for women and um, people with um, female anatomy it's it's really rooted in our blood, our blood cycle, our blood mysteries, as it's also called. Yeah. So how we experience our rites of passage stays with us. It imprints us. It teaches us about how we feel about ourselves, mm. about our body, yeah. about our worth, about how our, our position in society. Mm. So if you think back to how you experienced your first bleed, was it something that you were really supported with? You felt confident, like, oh yeah, this is amazing. And I'm so excited. Um, I know exactly what to do. I know what it's about. I understand the power of the cycle, all these things. Or is it something that where, you know, I, I hear, um, because I invite in my training and in my coaching, people to really share these stories um, somebody explained it recently as like the power of sharing our birth stories, like we need to have it heard and be witnessed. Yes. So really, um, I hear a lot of different experiences, but you know, even people who, um, so people who did feel prepared and experienced, um, like, like ready to go, go into this, um, like in themselves, but then how they're being met is shaping mm -hmm. them because you can feel good in yourself but if the world around you is like mm, you keep that to yourself we don't really want to hear about this like go manage it by yourself go figure it out yeah don't talk to the men don't talk about it in the classroom don't like let's just this is women's business mm -hmm. and you know so many mums just don't even in the past haven't wanted to talk about it either so yeah. there's a lot in there that really needs to be met yeah. Um, and just looked at, you know, what was it for me? What was going on in my world? How did I feel? What do I wish I had known? How would I most love to have been supported? Because yeah. we can then take that and then pass that on to children as like the gift, the medicine from our experience. Um, I also really believe in trying to share it and create community around it. So sisterhood. Um, so sharing, you know, with groups of friends. So it's not just them who has yeah. this secret knowledge, but you know, when they start talking about it to their friends, everyone's like, that's weird. <laughs> um, you know, and even in school, it's like, can we, can we create a community and a culture around this? That's mm. really powerful too. So yeah, just, just, yeah. Some wow. ideas. Mm. Great ideas. And yeah, when you brought up, you know, the monarchy, I, it came to me, I didn't have, you know, any horrible experiences with it but i remember it was just like a oh yeah uh be you know discreet about it it was like oh it's just something that happens okay let's move on with our lives now you know it's not that important let's no keep going deal. and I'm, i was just like wow you know what that influenced my whole life also of how i treated myself like yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine let's keep going kind of like that so thank you for bringing that up absolutely it really imprints us it teaches us how we can take up space or not like do we need help yeah. And can we ask for that and receive it or not? Do we give our power away to other people and let them make decisions for mm -hmm. us? Do we trust our bodies? Um, how connected are we to our what's going on in our body? Can we sit with that? Or is mm -hmm. it like we push it away? Absolutely. Mm. Oh, so thank you for, for sharing with us with that. And for all y'all out there with some young people, start that that inner experience and share 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 these things that charlotte shared with us so charlotte let's get into this thing because you said that 
our menstrual cycle is the fifth vital sign of health. Could you elaborate what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So um, this is a term coined, and I'm I'm so sorry I don't actually know who to quote, who came, who who's who coined that phrase. But there's a book out there. There's um there's um it's been accepted as well by the um, American College of Gynecologists, I believe, who who now recognise it as the fifth vital sign. And what that means is the vital signs are things like, um, you know, blood pressure um heart rate things like that um so the menstrual cycle for people with cycles is that important because what it what it does is it actually indicates a picture of your health like underneath so because it's uh the hormonal system which hormones are chemical messengers which basically uh, your body makes in response to the world around you to keep you in balance so it might make more it might make less it just Mm -hmm. shifts um so you know our hormones um are responding to stress um to to our diet to what's in our bodies um to sickness um you know to the world around us as well trying to keep us in balance so um if your you know this is what your hormones are doing this can then directly impact your menstrual cycle so you you can't see like what levels your hormones are at but you can see if your menstrual cycle starts to change. And it's like, you know, that expression, canary in the coal mine, like it's telling you like something's not quite right. Yeah. Let's have a look at that. It's like a flag trying to get your attention. So, um, you know, from a very physical, like biological point of view, it can speak to, you know, your hormones, your health, the amount of stress and, Mm. and health state of health in your body yeah i also believe it speaks to your emotional health yeah. your mental health your spiritual health as well like how connected you are to um to to you to you know to what's going on within you yeah mm. that's really great explanation thank you so much it's an indicator of our overall health not just physical but also mental and emotional health thank you you know Mm. people with pmdd people who have pmdd symptoms sometimes the cycle feels like an enemy right it's like oh no here comes the luteal i'm gonna ruin my life again and break up with my partner how can we begin befriending our cycles again yeah totally um I don't experience PMDD myself. Um, I just want to say that, but, um, you know, I think it's really, um, common and I have experienced that feeling that having a menstrual cycle can be responsible for pain and suffering and feel, you know, feeling like the enemy, the menstrual cycle is not meant to hurt us or Mm. harm us or, or cause pain. We're not meant to have heavy bleeding, um, or debilitating PMDD. So, it is really that signal to look within like what's going on what's there what what needs support so when we understand that our cycle is communicating to us at all times um you know we can either we can respond in one of two ways we can either ignore it and be like um like you know that's that's inconvenient i that's you know i don't like that but i i'm i'm not really gonna look at it or listen to it or take it any further um and we can even fight it and fear against it or we can get curious and be like okay 
this is happening what's the wisdom in this like what's this what's this about so we can be curious and listen um like notice our um feelings and our experience and um you know record that we can start to explore and learn you know what what might be going on um, and we can look at what things we might need to change as well about how we're supporting ourselves in all of these different realms and so not just physical um, but in these other realms as well of emotional mental and spiritual and one thing that I love to encourage people to ask themselves in any moment is just taking a moment you know you might put your hands on your body or just if that's not for you just to stop literally simple act of stopping which can actually be really hard stop and just ask how am I feeling and what do I need so simple but that brings you right into the present moment into your body ask you to tune into how you're feeling because we can be so detached from our feelings and then to ask like what do we need what do I need what do I need and we can be in such a state of go, 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 um, trying to get through the day, you know, not even going to the toilet or eating or drinking water when we need to, let alone like noticing how we feel and giving that any time and space to be fully present and, and acknowledged. You know, I think when we have a lot of um, difficulties with our cycle, one of the things that, you know, I really believe is is, is key is understanding that the cycle has like I think of it as like you know this the seasons of the earth as well so if we've got um you know once our bleed finishes we've got like an inner spring and an inner summer so the light is growing they're the light parts where our hormones are rising and our energy is rising and I think of that as like the light half of the cycle but then after ovulation everything starts to fall away and we mm. move into that um luteal phase the inner autumn and then the winter is the bleed time so as the light is fading as it would in autumn and winter i think of that as like the darker half mm -hmm. of the cycle our world really only values the light half because that's the yang energy the productive energy the doing that's what we value it's like go 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 get all the things done like pushing for success and achievement and momentum <laughs> which is like on this loop all the time yes our culture does not honor what i call this darker half of the cycle yes. there's no time for um, slowing down does like what's the use in in wrapping things up and resting and um, reflecting and integrating and analyzing it's like we just want to skip that part and get straight back to the doing yeah and so there can be you know this luteal phase can just bring so much um, grief and disappointment mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. shame mm -hmm. and disconnection and but 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 I'm not ready to slow down. I've still got stuff to do. Or how do I be in this world as a cyclic person? How can I be in my body and honor what I need when the world around me doesn't let me do mm. mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot in there. Yes. About reclaiming this part of ourselves. Yes. Like going against the grain. And my thing is cyclical living. Like, can we see cycles in everything in our work you know even if we're employed for other people can we yes. can we bring in a way of um 
having like a bit more space, a bit yeah. more time, a bit more self-awareness and self-care, um, backing off a little bit, Yeah, you know, in this part of our cycle, mm. um, rather than just being like on the straight, like we're, we're a cycle, whether you have a regular cycle, um, even if you have no cycle as well, you know, with our, um, biology, we are still cyclical and mm. even men are. They have a daily cycle. Mm. Um, we're all influenced by the seasons. Yeah. So we are truly needing to reclaim the cyclical approach. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. You're preaching the words, <laughs> the right stuff. I hear you. I hear you. I'm also one of those. Yeah, go getters. Let's do it. Let's do it. But since I have learned about menstrual cycle awareness, in my inner seasons, I'm absolutely honoring that and just claiming my space. My partner's like, Oh yeah, you're resting. You know, you're on in your inner winter. I'm like, that's right. MF that's right. I'm resting right now. Mm -hmm. And you should be glad that I am. <laughs> yeah. And you should be supporting me to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So in line with that, you know, you, you work with uh, menstruators who are, and there are people in our community who also suffer, you know, from deep menstrual pain, from endo, PCOS, and it feels like, you know, our womb is kind of this foreign object. I know sometimes also in the PMDD community that people are told to, you know, have hysterectomies and things like that. So kind of the womb is being othered. So do you have any tools or any mindset shifts or anything that we can reclaim our womb space again and our relationship with our womb mm, yeah absolutely and you know first of all i just want to offer a huge compassion to everybody who is feeling like you know the womb is the enemy and has mm. been given this advice of um you know removal or you know other treatments um and if that feels right to you that feels right to you if it doesn't um you know there are other ways of really reclaiming this relationship repairing your relationship with your womb which can mm. help yeah so knowing that the womb is is like a receptive organ it's like a bowl so mm. if you think like it it grows its lining it thickens and then it releases yeah. through your bleed um but it also is a very powerful energetic center it holds a lot of energy um emotion um, particularly shame um, and guilt and grief. Um, this can all be really held in there. And a lot of it can even be passed down from our lineage. So, mm. you know, we are really imprinted with, you know, the women before us, their experience, their attitudes yes. um, of what it's like to live with a womb and a cycle. And we can just pick that up. Um, there's a lot of menstrual shame in the world. Um, through messaging, you know, as I was saying before about how we supported at Menarchy, like it's it's super prevalent still. Yeah. We're making headway. We're having these awesome conversations. Thank you. Um, but this menstrual shame can live in us, mm -hmm. and we don't even know it's there. And it's mm -hmm. so in in our womb, it's it's really there. Yeah. So it's about recognizing, you know, the the work that our womb is doing, all that it's holding. Um, this energetic imprint um, from before and in our own life. Yeah. Um, it's also located um, at the the sacral chakra. So you know, in the system that um, that teaches about um, the energy centers of of the chakras, the um, the womb is is located, you know, at this part of us. And I really believe that mm. um, you know, not just do we carry this hold have this potential for holding 
these difficult emotions and imprints, we also have access to our power there. Pre-patriarchy, the world, the cultures around the world, the communities very much lived in great reverence with the womb. The womb was connected to um, the earth seasons, mm -hmm. the moon, the cosmos um, in this in this cycle. And people really honored that as, you know, they would gar um, garden, grow and farm yes. and live by the womb cycle. Mm -hmm. And collectively women would be, you know, uh, synced, um, living mm -hmm. under the moon, which speaks to our brain. Um, and in industrial times, we've really lost that, the light dark connection, which would regulate. So yeah. you know, women would be so revered for their ability to bleed without having a wound either. Like it's yeah. like magic blood to grow, sustain this huge life force, um, that, you know, people in like men didn't have. Um, so we were like the personification of the goddess mm. and, um, it was this great reverence and that was lost with patriarchy rising and, yes. um, I won't go into that cause that's, that's a whole thing. But if you're curious to learn more, it's called her story. So, um, not history, which is his story from yeah. a male perspective, yeah. her story from the female perspective. Mm. So basically today, like, I really believe that just knowing that it's like, really like this is not new woo woo speak mm -hmm. this is just the way we have always been it's like our birthright so yeah. your womb holds this potential to mm. really pull you into your power if you can reclaim the space um take away um you know the shame that was there and learn mm. to kind of create this new relationship where you're just listening even if you're just listening just tuning in so the first thing I would suggest is to start to chart your menstrual cycle if you don't already. Mm -hmm. So the simple act of um, like what day of my cycle am I on if the first day of the bleed is day one of your cycle and the last day of your cycle is the last day before your next bleed. Yeah. Charting your cycle, you might record like, you know, blood or, you know, cervical fluid, which we have a lot of ovulation. It might be, you know, how you're feeling emotionally, um, physically, mentally, spiritually that day, just tuning in, just noticing, like, how am I feeling today? Uh, where, you know, and where in my cycle am I? Yes. And then doing that cycle on cycle mm -hmm. can help to build up a picture of what your unique cycle is like. So I think one thing I really want to mention is that I'm all about learn your own unique cycle. Mm -hmm. Because if you look on this, it's like, the period um, is five days long. Um, the menstrual cycle in full is 28 days. Like this is how you should feel at this time. And this is how you should feel at that time. And if you have that, then that's like, that's not okay. Like that's outside the norm. Yeah. Because actually the range of normal is, mm. is quite significant. So a normal yeah. menstrual cycle, for example, can be 21 days to 35 days for an adult. Yeah. Um, so, you know, getting to know what your cycle is like and then how you experience it. It's yes. like you're taking back sovereignty and authority on your body. Yeah. Like, you know, no, I don't actually experience it like that. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. That's just your truth. Yes. But then when you do have this picture, one, you can advocate for yourself and taking your chart even to, you know, a medical practitioner for like, look, 
I have evidence this like I have been paying attention yes I'm not just there in the moment going oh I don't know like oh um you know I'm not on the spot and that shame that can come in and then that feeling of being gaslit it's like I've got it on paper paper can talk yeah but also you can be like I know that this is when I trip up so what am I going to do to buffer that And then also this is when I have my strengths and I feel my best. So I'm going to make the most of that too. Yes. So, you know, simple things like that can be a really beautiful way to start. And then, you know, we can go into spiritual practice of Mm. menstruation and, um, you know, honoring our blood and, you know, maybe even just looking at our blood and Mm. getting, you know, like, what's it look like and smell like, and no, it's not this like, oh, thing, another way of getting rid of, or yeah. you know, reducing shame. Mm-hmm. You can return it to the earth because it was the original fertilizer mm-hmm. um, in ancient wow. quarters. You know, we can do blood rituals. We can meditate with our womb. We can place your hands on your womb. Yes. You might tune in a meditation, like, how are you feeling? What yeah. wisdom do I need to know today? Um, we can do some movement. I find this is really helpful in the premenstrual phase as well. Just bringing some movement to your hips and mm. spiraling. I find it's very um, supportive if I'm feeling like I've got cramps and tension. And I also love to put music on if I'm feeling like some serious rage coming along. Yeah. Um, if I'm holding a lot of tension, if I'm feeling out of my body, putting some music on and just letting like my wild kind of woman, like really just shout and scream and, you know, make sure no one's around, but putting some music on where I feel um, like the energy kind of invites that. And I don't do it all the time, but sometimes it just feels like what I need and that's okay. Mm. It feels like such a release. So I think, you know, just acknowledging that, you know, your womb holds a lot. We hold yeah. a lot in. Yeah. We And when we hold as well, we have more cramps and pain. So trying to bring softness, mm. trying mm-hmm. to listen, yeah. um, paying attention, and knowing that it's a sacred part of your body. Even if you don't want to have children, you know, don't have children, its purpose is there way beyond reproduction Mm. it's a home of creativity um intuition Mm. if we can hear our bodies our womb's wisdom as well it's a place of connection to the past as in the present and the future um and a place of real power by taking back what's been shamed and taken from us um in this disconnection from our our menstrual cycle Thank you. Thank you for bringing the wisdom back. And I'm just going to mention because you, you brought us a little gift and I'm not so grateful for your gift. And I think it kind of ties into right in this womb space that we're talking about right now, you brought us a free womb journey audio. So when we download this, we're just going to listen to this and um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I have a medicine drum. It's actually, this is, it's here in all cozy and it's in its blanket right now. Um, 
So it's a drum journey. So it begins with um, just inviting you into a safe place to, you know, you might want to lie down. Um, you might actually want to move and stand up. Um, but either way, inviting you into your body as you would to meditate. Um, and I just guide you into your womb space to connect um, gently to help you to get to that place. And then I, I play my, my drum for you. And the drum, um, it alters your brain waves into a bit of a trance state, um, which can help with, with meditation. Yeah. Um, and the beat can really pull you into your body and out of your head. So if you kind of struggle with dropping into your body, it can help with that. Yeah. And it's just about journeying into your womb, meeting your womb, connecting, um, inviting her to, to know you're there and opening that relationship with her. That sounds absolutely divine. I am going to download that for sure. Cause when you're talking about the beat and like that, I'm like, oh my God, this is, you're speaking my language right here. <laughs> we are absolutely at time, but you know what? I want to just push this last question in here and maybe we can answer it just in a really short, compressed way. <laughs> yeah, no this, this embodied girls become disembodied women. I could not let that just pass because it almost is making me tear up. Could you speak about disembodiment very quickly and what impact that has in our lives, how we know if we're maybe disembodied and right away, how do we get back into our body? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I really believe this is true. So disembodiment is when we can't can't inhabit our body safely. Mm. So that might look like being in your head a lot, overthinking a lot, questioning yourself, doubt, yes. wondering what other people would think of you, um, looking outside for answers, um, and also having no connection to like what your body's feeling. It might be like numbness, or like, you know, if I'm like, put your hands on your heart and breathe in here and you know you do the womb meditation and you're like I can't I can't that can be a sign that you're um you you're perhaps a bit disembodied and that connection to your body is not there so as children we are raised to be you know like to put our feelings aside to put our needs mm -hmm. aside to like be good girls to please other people just to fit in you know and our world continues it perpetuates that when we learn that our body um you know it's just this thing that we have to manage and you know it can be inconvenient and annoying and we've got to kind of work against it and push it to its limits it you know, we're, we're not honoring our body, mm. basically. Yeah. And like I was talking before at the top about um, how we experience our menarch, our first period, like that's like a big moment where we mm. either feel like we can inhabit our bodies and trust, or yeah. we're like, ah, this is a thing, like my body's doing things I don't understand. It's causing me pain and shame and uh -uh. And we can disconnect and disembody. Mm. So, mm -hmm. you know, if we don't learn to have that relationship with our bodies as children, it just continues because our world 100% yeah. doesn't invite us to feel like feelings are not valued. So um, to feel is like a number one way of, of connecting with our body. Like, <laughs> you know, that question, how am I feeling mm -hmm. and what yeah. do I need? Perfect. It's tuning into like, you know, oh, look, my mind's spinning and I'm doubting myself or I'm second guessing. Like, yeah. 
Okay, so my head is like the antenna, I believe, that picks up the external chatter. Yeah. Our body is like rooted into the earth and it's like our truth. Our truth <sighs> lives in our body. Like what, do we, what does our body think about this? Just starting to move, just starting to tune in, noticing like cycle charting. It's, it's like, yeah, I could just leave it there. <laughs> you know, like noticing our yeah. menstrual cycles, yeah. et cetera. Oh really bring us back amazing oh my gosh the whole that you know i'm up in my head and all of this stuff feels sounds so familiar so thank thank you for that yeah i'm just checking in how am i feeling what do i need cycle charting things those are some awesome tips i hope you all wrote them down otherwise watch it again the interview so you have two programs that sound so absolutely juicy and just speak about them very quickly i'm so sorry that i'm already taking up so much of your time but oh, it's no. called good <laughs> very good because this has been so important find your flow and cycle sorcery could you share a little bit more about those yeah for sure <laughs> so find your flow is a short online self-paced course that's like my introductory course to get to know your own unique cycle so all the things um like if you've found this interesting like it's it teaches you to um, understand what the cycle is, like more information on that, what yeah. the different phases are and how that manifests as these inner seasons, mm-hmm. um, you know, what the potential um, struggles and opportunities are each, it's really inviting you into your truth. Like what is your true experience of your cycle? And then looking at, okay, that's my cycle. So now what do I need for support? So. You know, self-care is something that's like such a cliche. It's so overused. It's like, la, 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 la. Um, For me, it's like, let's bring it into our body and our menstrual cycle. What we need for self-care is different, or it should be different, I think, at different parts of your cycle. So having that awareness of like, I'm in my premenstrual phase and I'm feeling like crap, like, okay, what, what does that mean? Like, what exactly are you feeling and what self-care can we bring in? Yeah. So there's a phrase called cycle thinking and it's like matching up, you know, life and mm-hmm. the different realms and like self-care to our cycle so we can work with and co-create with our cycle. Yeah. That's that. So that short paced online kind awesome. of tune in. The other one is a group program, which I'm like so excited to to launch um, in a couple of months. So it's a four month group coaching program that's really about um, sinking into um, your menstrual cycle experience and also the seasons and cycles around us of the Mm -hmm. earth and cosmos. It's about journeying. So each month we'll journey a different um, season of the cycle. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with um, menstruation, um, and journeying with archetypes and rituals and journeys, um, meditations, embodiment practices and group coaching circles as well. So it's like a, you know, women's circle where we can Mm. have these conversations in a safe space. Really it's about, um, going against the grain. Um, if you believe in a cyclical approach to life, um, like having the support and the space to stand in your truth and your power and really Mm. integrate and embody this rather than it just be this thing that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like how can we actually do it? Yeah. We're doing that as, as a collective. 
powerful that sounds super powerful super juicy and this whole conversation was super powerful and super juicy thank you so much harlot and at the end because we are at the end um do you have any last words of hope or encouragement for our community out there mm. firstly just thank you so much for having me today as your guest it's such an honor and a joy charisma thank you and to everybody here i just wish you I wish you well, like I just, um, you know, I haven't experienced this myself, but I've worked with clients who do, and I just really see that understanding, you know, that our cycle is, it can be, it can be a gift, it can be a power, mm. something that we can co-create with, rather than fearing and fighting against it. Like yeah. there's healing available in this, and it's really about coming back into those deep depths of reclaiming something that's been shamed, um, and taken from us um and i just really hope that there's a seed here that's landed with you um to to consider you know your womb and your body and your cycle as as being um being something that can offer you healing and, and hope for the future mm. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That definitely landed. We planted some seeds today, I'm sure. Download that beautiful womb drumming audio, y'all. And if you want to, if you're, if you're, you know, feel, feel called, share, you know, after you did it, come into the group and share how it was for you. Reach out to Charlotte at any time. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. This was amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I feel so um, grateful for the chance to speak with you. Same here. Well, y'all get out of here and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>